I just called you guys like five seconds ago and left you some stupid ass voicemail. I just felt like letting you know that it was ton eighty from the forum calling in. That's ton eighty from the forum. If I can, I want to give a big shout out to that hot ass bitch Duramater and Crusher's ass and uh, all those other crazy fucks. Fuck you guys. Goodbye. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? My Xbox died this weekend, but I'm not going to dwell on it. Yeah, you, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty shocking news. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, you know, it's taken a lot of abuse throughout its lifetime, and are you, are, I, I, feel, I feel like it's given me a generous amount of service. Well, didn't you get a new Xbox when I pissed on it? Was that two years ago? I can't remember. <laughs> or did you just get it serviced? Did you I think service I got it, your Xbox? I think I toweled it off. Yeah, and, but it still worked, though. That thing takes, takes a pissing and keeps on ticking. It's nice. Yeah, that almost rhymed. Yeah, no, almost. Well, so, Wacker, you sound like you're more upset, like you're lamenting the loss of your Xbox more than the breakup of uh, you and your girlfriend. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you miss that more. So uh, we my, have a- my Xbox is subservient. It, it takes whatever I dish out without complaining. Can you plug it's your- always there for me. Can you plug your real touch into your Xbox? Or if it wasn't to- broke, and I could try. <laughs> you might rig that. Yeah. So, uh, people, you might have heard the sound of that other voice laughing in, uh, in the other microphone over there is um, P-Town, who's uh, our guest on the show today. Hey, P-Town, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. P-Town is a world-class engineer, like uh, A-level engineer. I don't know what, what, they, what the lingo is for engineers these days. <laughs> Senior- I think he's an audio wizard. Yeah, he's an audio wizard, an audio wizard sleeve. But uh, uh, P-Town came in here to help us do some engineering for the show. And I can already tell it sounds so much more professional, doesn't it? I think so. I actually think it sounds like shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's not good to hear from the engineer. Given the qualities of our equipment, I think it sounds pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You can't polish a turd. Yeah. So Wacker, I'd hard uh, and smear it all over the place. <laughs> so um, Wackerly, uh, you ended up missing a pretty damn good show this uh, this past weekend. Uh, one really? of your favorite bands played. I was considering calling you, but then uh, I forgot. Guar played on uh, Sunday night, and they were amazing. Well, who did you take instead of me? I went with uh, Joe in my building. Remember the guy that saw the dead guy? Took pictures <laughs> of the dead guy. <laughs> He did, draw, he did the drawing, the official Sick and Wrong portrait. Joe actually did do the uh, two amazing Sick and Wrong drawings. Fantastic drawings that, uh, that we have yet to do anything with. But uh, eventually he, one day we your, will. Is he your new special friend? <laughs> Am I on the outs? Is it because well, I don't have an Xbox anymore? That was part of the reason. I think it's your uh, surly attitude and um, your intolerance of my, my humor. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my person. No, I don't know. I, I actually ended up, Joe ended up getting us on the list, so I, I couldn't get you on there anyway. But but would you have come to the city on a Sunday night to see a Guar show? Probably. Actually, no, I, I had a prior engagement. What, were you burying the Xbox in the backyard or something? <laughs> At Maybe. sea? <laughs> <laughs> it's at, I ground it up in a food processor and was throwing it over the Park Street Bridge into the canal. You carried its ashes in like a Folgers coffee can and just kind of just dumped them over. It's, Were you there? <laughs> it's, I could just, I, I, like I could imagine the scene. Well, no, uh, Wackley, you've seen Guar a few times, but it was an amazing show. Guar is a fun band and they're still relevant in this day and age. They uh, eviscerated Sarah Palin and Lady Gaga. That's nice. On stage. Do they yeah. have any new characters? Because, I mean, the last time I saw them, they, they had the big Tyrannosaurus Rex. They had an Autobot. An they, Autobot. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Optimus Prime. Kind of. But huge. Really? It must have been like 15 feet huge. Like 15 feet in size. Yeah. I would have thought the Transformers people would not approve of them co-opting that trademarked property. Odorous ripped him, tore him asunder. Really? Yeah. It was, it was great. But you know, uh, P-Town, you mentioned to me the other day that Odorous has his own talk show on Fox News of all networks. Well, well, it's not his own talk show, but... Uh... I just happened to look on the Guar website after you mentioned you were going to go see that show because I was like, wow, Guar. It's been like 20 years since I've even thought about that band. And yeah, they're still around and still wearing the same costumes. And, and still sliming people, and, big yeah, monsters. Still cock. doing the same shit they were doing when I was in high school, which just blows my mind. But then on their own website, they have a clip to themselves on, or Odorous on Fox News. I guess it's Red Eye. I, I don't watch Fox News, but uh, I guess there's a show called Red Eye, and he's been on there as a regular guest. As a commentator, or just a, as a, a regular guest? As a commentator, I think it's in jest, but regardless, <laughs> he's regular on Fox I would rather News. hear... He's, he's in full costumes. I'd rather hear news from him than Sarah Palin. Well, oh. it's commentary. It's not news. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Punditry. I, I, I have seen him on that show, by the way. Yeah, I, I, re I recommend everyone watch it. it they're fair and balanced reporting of Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's they, great to... they run the gamut from left-wing people to right-wing to slum dogs of the universe. <laughs> yeah. It is funny, slum though, dogs. that uh, that people Sorry. still wear a white T-shirt and uh, end up going to the Guar show and just covered in slime and... And just rolling around in it, in the filth on the floor. I still have the white t-shirt I bought at their concert in 1992. Wow. It doesn't fit me anymore, but I still have it. It's still covered in uh, various... Goo? Goos Guar -goo? such. Yeah, I, I stood way in the back. I didn't want to get, uh, I didn't want to get my hair messed up. You know. Or your leather jacket. <laughs> or my leather jacket. How'd you know I was wearing a leather jacket? <laughs> Were you there, Wackerly? <laughs> I was scattering my Xbox's ashes at the Gorm <laughs> Show. That's what I, I would have wanted. So this is episode uh, 254 here of uh, Sick and Wrong, kind of our Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving show, sort of. Um, and we we got so much to get to, actually. There's a lot going on. There's, there's a lot going on in the news that we should talk about here on Sick and Wrong. Right? You know, oftentimes I want to... I wanna, sort of portray ourselves as a legitimate news program mm. and not just a worthless comedic endeavor. Um, but, you know... Parentheses if, around comedic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if we were a legitimate news program, we could talk about the... the, the we're on the brink of another, another Korean war. North Korea launched an artillery... Uh, uh, launched a volley of missiles into South Korea just uh, this afternoon. 
Um, we could talk about Chandra Levy. Her murder is finally solved. Uh, we could talk about. Um, well, was it solved, or they did? Did they railroad some foreign dude? Well, the, Gary Condit isn't in jail. Okay, so it's solved. Um, or we could talk about uh, San Francisco banning circumcision, or even dancing, even dancing with the stars and the shill voting that's keeping Bristol Palin alive. But wackily, I think we have more important news to discuss. That is um, more relevant to our own audience. And that, that's the thing. About, are we going to talk about the General Motors IPO? I don't think that really affects our audience. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking our cars. The government. I think our demographic is, uh, is, is more um, concerned with indecency and uh, public exposure and how to get away with that. Wackily. That's probably true. You're right. Yeah, I think that, I think that is uh, a little more relevant for our uh, listening audience, our demographic, and th- the reason I bring that up. You're talking about flashing. Flashing. I think um, I, I think more than one listener probably has done that in the past, and uh, you know probably would like to have an informative podcast that could show them how to get away with it. Um, which I'm not saying I'm a flasher. I think uh, P Town has been known to flash once or twice. Um, but I yeah. Fly. I've actually flashed P-Town. <laughs> you have Give flashed P-Town. <laughs> Inside podcast. But I, I came across this amazing forum called dickflash.com, and it's a forum where flashers trade tips and tricks. And I want to bring it up. But the reason I want to bring it up is because I saw a disturbing video yesterday, and you probably saw the same video, that, that chick on the subway train in New York who goes apeshit. On this dude who um, uh, is pervert with his dick out, and it was caught completely on a cell phone camera, and this angry woman refused to be cowed by the assault. She's screaming at this guy, saying, you're getting fucking arrested. Um, I'm escorting you to the police station. station. Yeah, Yeah, she was not going to give up. I mean, she was like a a pit bull in heat, but not turned on by the pervert's (laughs) penis. <laughs> Turned on by the thought of justice, of ju- you know. I, but I imagine she was a, a righteously angry woman. I, she's she, probably, she's also super hot. She was super hot. But how? What do you feel about that very thick, uh, abrasive New York accent? Because she looks really hot, but then she's screaming at this guy with that like, well, "I'm going to take you to the station, you motherfucker!" You know she, what I mean? But did, what, but did she kinda, have like a Brooklyn accent, or are you just saying she just had like a New York hot chick accent? I don't think it's – I think it's like a Brooklyn accent. It was kind of like, is that your fucking penis? Is that your fucking yeah. penis? I'm taking you to the fucking police station. Like she, I mean, I get, she, she was like, my plans are done for the night. Yeah. She's still hot, but I just imagine that voice nagging me sort of well into the relationship. And it takes the shine off it a little bit. You know, I've, I've heard of a I've, – I've actually met a couple girls who have been uh, – have been – I think it's called frauderism, where the guy rubs his genitalia on you in a crowded place. <laughs> you think it's called that? <laughs> Isn't that the term, frauderism? You tell me. A frauteur? Frauteur. <laughs> but that's another le- – is that just another level of flashing, or is it its own thing? Well, I think this – the man in the video was uh, – because she, she had mentioned that she said you know, that the, the car was, uncra- was uncrowded. There's plenty of open space around her, and he yeah. was completely invading her privacy. And – he had his penis exposed, and believe it or not, it was clad in a condom, which is kind of strange. <laughs> it was just—he just had his dick out with a condom on it, and uh, safe, and exposed it. Yeah, 
Well, it's a subway train in New York City. You never know what kind of diseases are flying around there. Could it have legitimately just popped out? Because I often forget to zip up my fly. <laughs> Do you but usually uh, walk around with a condom on your penis at all times? Depends what kind of a night I'm planning. <laughs> Trip to the Tenderloin. Got to wear my condom. So, well, if you're going to be very drunk, you might forget to put one on. But if you just have it on anyways... Yeah, you, you're, you know you're protected. True. You can stick your dick anywhere. Um, but what, what bothered me, what I found the most disconcerting about this video, is the way it was like this mob mentality on the pervert. He was trapped. I kind of felt, I felt sympathy for the guy. He was yeah. probably a newbie flasher, new to the game of flashing, didn't know his timing, didn't know the, the, the proper location, and here he is being set upon by a mob of... Of 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 trick, tricksters, like people who found this uh, generally humorous. I mean, a guy was saying, oh, this is going on YouTube. Let me see your pe- – can I see your dick? I can see your dick. And he kept trying to take <laughs> and a he's picture he's got his little it. shoulder bag in front of his crotch. He, he has his man bag boner shield. <laughs> you can't – you obviously can't reach down and zip up your pants because that's like admitting guilt, right? He, I think he was just – he didn't know what to do. I mean, obviously the guy's a pervert. He's a pervert that's that was uh, you know indecently exposing himself in a public setting. It's it's gross and it's disgusting. And if that was my sister, I'd probably laugh, but I'd still be upset. Um, right. But at the same time, it's like in in the digital age has become a bane for the pervert. How is the pervert supposed to cope when everybody has a video camera on their phone? There's proof. Yeah, what can you do as a pervert? You know what you need to do? You need to sign up for a website called dickflash.com and uh, put, some, put some education, put some time into learning the tricks of your trade or your fetish, <laughs> whatever you Solidarity with your fellow fraudeurs and flashers, right? Uh, flashers, That's yeah. That's the idea. So it's, it's funny. It's, uh, it, the, 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 web, the, the website's kind of funny, and they actually explain... Um, why the man in the video was wearing a condom while he flashed and rubbed up against his victim. Pros. Oh, oh what, what, what do they call that where they take a like, crime video and they sort of deconstruct it? A deconstruction, I guess. They deconstruct the video? I think that's what, what they were doing on Dick Flash. Well, you know what they said? They were like, is this guy one of us? And they had a video of the guy, but no one claimed to be the guy in the video. Well, he's obviously one of them, but they're asking, is like he a member of, of the, the forum? Of, yeah. of, an active member, yeah, yeah. Well, what do they call it in football, where they have a bad game and they force them to watch the videos the next day or that night? I don't even know. <laughs> You're in the... In the uh... Yeah, no, I don't name? know. The, the penalty box? What, what, what is it? No, no, no. We're, you, we're with the coach after the game, and they make you watch the videos, and the coach is like, that's where you fucked up, Johnson. Wackily, this isn't sports talk. This is uh, flasher talk with Sick and Wrong. Well, obviously not, or I'd actually know what it was called. <laughs> if this was sports talk, I think we'd be a little more informed. Sure. But, uh, yeah, this is flasher talk. Okay. So the uh, guy here was wearing a condom and, uh, in, in, in the video. And it's weird. I mean, I didn't understand why he was wearing a condom. Well, it turns out— You don't see the condom, right? It's just reported that he was wearing a condom. You don't yeah, actually they... see his dick. In the I, video, I don't, yeah, I, I looked and I paused it a few times and tried to zoom in, but I did didn't. You, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did you do like they do on uh, CSI? Did you say enhance <laughs> and enhance the video? In. You got <laughs> you got to enhance the video if you want to see that kind of stuff. I, I tried. I kept screaming enhance to my computer, but it did nothing. It just played the video. Enlarge. <laughs> did you call? Did you call Apple Care? <laughs> 
I should have called Apple Care. They probably would have been able to help me with that. Did you take it to the Genius Bar? <laughs> um, so anyway, they were saying the reason the guy was wearing a condom is because the guy was a newbie. Because pros, professional flashers, don't juice in their pants. So it's recommended that newbies wear condoms. Or as one contributor to the uh, Dick Flash Forum said, and he even acknowledges this as seeming a bit weird, he calls them infant socks. So you can either wear condoms or baby socks, which is pretty weird. Well, wait, does he is he calling a condom an infant sock? Is that like a, a slang term for a condom, or is he actually using an infant's sock? He's using an infant sock on his cock. <laughs> don't, don't tell me this is the first time you ever heard of this. I'm only, what's, the per, <laughs> what's the percentage of pregnancy prevention on that one? No, infant sock. Well, you already have an infant sock. I just wonder, so like, pregnant. does he go to Target and buy just a bunch of little baby socks? Like, I mean, I guess, I guess it's, does he try it's them innocent on? enough. It's, it's <laughs> I don't know. Well, apparently that's what a lot of newbies wear. So this guy was probably a newbie. And, uh, you know, he wandered into the wrong train at the wrong time. Showed his dick. I want you to look what happened. I want you to, I want you to go to Target and just get a big bag of infant socks and go around asking people where the men's fitting room is with nothing else. <laughs> where's the changing room? Where, where's the changing? Can you Excuse point me, me to the it, changing room? It just, just have like an armful of infant socks. <laughs> yeah. I need to try these on. I don't want to make a bad purchase. That's probably what happens. But this forum is full of useful tips. And, uh, I mean, you were perusing it for about at least, what, an hour or two? But uh, some of these, they have tips about how to obtain fake license plates for quote-unquote carjacking. Um, I imagine a lot of these guys do tend to do some jacking in the car. Uh, how well, to, what? but you, it's not just jacking in the car. It's jacking in the car, like in a parking lot where you know somebody else is going to see you. Well, across probably across the street from like a high school or something. Or, you know, you pull right up next to a woman's car, and as she comes out of the store, you're jacking it in your car next to her car. So it, that's, gives, that's it gives you a tip for furtive carjacking techniques here. Uh, how to properly photograph the act. I guess the task of keeping the dick and female in the same frame while jerking and being aware of your surroundings is somewhat uh, difficult when you're at an outdoor park. Yeah, so, sounds um, hard. Yeah, I imagine that's more, a more experienced uh, pervert here. And then finally, uh, the tips on how to hide your genitalia with books and newspapers just enough to avoid being caught. I guess it's all about positioning, commented uh, Crazy Jerking, who's a member of the uh, Dick Flash Forum. Crazy Jerking. Crazy Jerking. <laughs> is, that a, is that guy a member of our forum, too? I mean, he has an alias. I actually think it might be P-Town, because I saw him <laughs> on the forum. <laughs> just said, just about that, right, right before we started the show. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah, P-Town, when you're on uh, dickflash.com, your avatar probably shouldn't just be your face, <laughs> your smiling face. I would not recommend it. But you it looks just fired. like my dick. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hi. Uh, this other guy here, Jerk Artist, wrote that my favorite technique and one that I had just used two nights ago is using a modified hooded sweatshirt with the middle pockets cut out at the bottom to allow oh, nice. easy access to my already open zipper. Um, that's, a good, that's a good invention. It's you a good technique. That. I never really thought about that. Um, it kind of goes along with what we were saying last week about wearing the uh, sweatpants. Which I mean, what, what can you not do with sweatpants? What can you not conceal? I mean... Yeah. It seems like those pants are perfect for everything. 
Um, so am I wrong in thinking that, that this is mostly about jerking off in public it, it would, as opposed to just flashing your, your wang? Well, I think a, lot, like of a them, lot of jerking. Uh, a lot of them do tend to jerk off, but I think a lot of them also, it, it's, it's about the, the shock, the exhibitionist aspect of it all. Uh, for some, it's enough just to wear extremely tight pants and parade the bulge in front of women. Which you're allowed allowed to do legally. I mean, that's isn't that what uh what a um what a, a biker pant biker shorts are like? I work for Robert Plant and Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah, look. I mean, they I became mean, they became millionaires with that technique, right? Well, it turns out that um these guys. That, another thing that's interesting here is who the target is. The more vulnerable the target, the more likely they're they are to get away with it. So one guy here brags about taking in borders and jerking off in front of them. Another guy is uh, <laughs> Wait, taking in borders or going to a borders bookshop. No, no, no. Taking in borders into his house and then just oh, like a lodger. Well, like uh, you know that uh, couchsurfing.com website. I yeah. imagine he's probably one of those kind of guys. That's why I don't use that website. That's exactly why I'd never use that website. First of all, I mean, you shouldn't travel if you can't afford a hotel room or at least a hostel. But, I mean, couch surfing, it's like, okay, I'm going to go and stay in some stranger's house who probably jerks off on everything in the house. Right. P-Town uses it, I heard. Have you used it, P-Town? I can't recall exactly. Um, Hotel maids are extremely popular targets. And, you know, P-Town, you travel a lot. You're, you tend to be in a lot of hotels. I do. Weren't you just in Las Vegas for some kind of um, pervert convention or something? <clears throat> yeah, probably. But could you, I mean, I guess, would it, well, when would you jerk off in front of the hotel mate? I guess you'd come in and clean your room and you'd just be like, just, I thought you had to leave the room when they clean. You don't have to leave the room. They knock on the door <laughs> and then they come in and I think it's expected that you will leave, but if you don't. And there's some awkward looks that are exchanged. So you just sit there jerking under the well, blanket while they're cleaning? What if you get completely under the covers, like even your head? <laughs> and just just hide. pumping up and down like, you know, you're, you're trying to put up and take down a big top tent over and over again. Is that allowed? <laughs> I think it's more realistic that you just invite her in, you know, and make, make her believe that you are about to leave, but then you don't. And then you shut the door and you're still in the room with her while she's cleaning up and then you start... Just jerking it. Just jerking it. I like uh, this guy here. One man on the forum described jerking off in front of an overnight nursing home aide. So, th- so, th- so this guy, his, uh, you know, probably his parent is dying of a terminal illness, and they have a nursing home aide that comes in there to, like, you know, clean her adult diapers or something like that, and he's just jerking off while she's cleaning the adult diapers. <laughs> That's sorted. Well, how come you don't think he's the guy who's getting his adult diapers cleaned? Well, I guess yeah, he could be. He could be the <laughs> guy that's a nursing aide. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an exhibitionist, really. In it, I just I don't think I have the metal to jerk it off in public. I think I'm too self conscious. Maybe it's penis size. Maybe it's I. I don't know if I'd be able to come quickly enough. What if you had a bag over your head? I still don't think I could pull it off. I don't know. I, I, I'm too self-conscious. I'd be like, oh, my God. You know, they're probably looking at my dick and saying, that's a small dick, and he's got too much pubic hair. I, I just, it, wouldn't, it would totally kill it for me. I don't know. It's, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the attraction myself. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't see it. I guess all of these men 
want a reaction. And that's what they get off on. They want to see the woman either enjoy it or uh, others implicitly. They, I mean, they want the woman. They want to see the woman's disgust. Like everything doesn't just stem from childhood. Like their their mothers caught them beating off and, and just dealt with it in the wrong way. Like, you know, and, and it sparked this sort of erotic uh brain chemistry thing you know or that's just the thing that turns them on most because it happened at such an early age it, it had to, i mean happened? well i think that as with most fetishes that's where it stems from but yeah i imagine it's probably what it was it's like their mom walked in and he saw his mom's disgust and ever since then it's just like oh my god i, I love shocking women with this yeah. um one, one of the interesting uh, uh threads here on the in the forum was uh, they were talking about the 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 best ground rules for flashing, if you're going to choose a target, is no white women over the age of 25, unless you have a wicked getaway plan. So Why how is that? How old do you think that girl is in that video? I bet you she's like 20, 26, 27. Well, I mean, are you splitting hairs here, saying that the rules were broke? I mean, I think they're pro- they're they're mostly saying avoid women like 30 to 35 because. White gonna, women at that age are not willing to put up with bullshit. Well, I think those women are more likely to to take a stand, and uh, right. you know they're they're going to go off on some righteous uh, diatribe, and then go find a police officer and have you arrested for uh, the sake of humanity or something. Whereas but I, I think, would be I would be scared of black like angry black women. They they don't specify that. Well, this is what they say: the best people, the best women to flash are Asian women or black women. Asians really? are too embarrassed to call the cops, and black women think it's funny. They enjoy it. Well, do you think it's funny because they're just like, look at that little white, chewed up, tootsie rolled dick. Like, I mean, I bet you that's the thing. It's like, I bet you it's not like, how many black guys are out there flashing? I bet you if it's a black guy flashing what? a black girl, they would be upset. <laughs> I bet you because it's some creepy looking white dude or Mexican guy, they'd probably find it funny. Maybe they find it flattering. Now, by definition, if you're flashing your dick in public, aren't you just creepy by just by definition? I suppose. I mean, do you find George Michael creepy? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't flashing, though. I mean, he was engaging in consensual uh, public restroom gay sex, right? Yeah, I guess. What is also uh, kind uh, of creepy. What did that Karma Chameleon guy do? What's his name? Oh, uh, Boy George. Was that the same thing, or was he flashing? I don't know. What did Boy George do? I'm not sure. Come, I think come, he... come, 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 look at my dick. <laughs> I think it was something along those goes? lines. I think it was something along those lines. But it's an interesting website, and I think uh, um, a lot of our audience members probably could learn a lot. But um, it's interesting just to know that... Uh, I mean, I guess there's a, there's something out there for everyone on the intertubes. Obviously, people found us, right? But it's interesting to know that uh, that these flashers have somewhere that they can trade tips. Makes me think that this is one step away from like pedophilia, you know, like Namble members. <laughs> Whatever. I interestingly enough, because I usually have such a problem with people with dumbass fetishes. I don't really have a problem with flashers. I mean, I don't want my mom to be flash, but. I think it's kind of respectable fetish. <laughs> How, no, I mean, it's, it's okay, way, better than, the, like, it's way the, better than being a furry or wearing diapers or something. So, yeah, in the hierarchy of fetishes, where is this compared to uh, the diaper, the like the infantilis? 
It's like way more respectable. I mean, you're putting your ass on the line. Yeah, that that that's what I find amazing about it is that these guys they say it's the thrill. I mean, they they to be able to like come in like thirty or forty seconds, which I I just don't think I have the 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 ability to do that. I definitely am too neurotic to do something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's what they say. It's like it's the thrill of the act. Whereas some people say the thrill is too much and they eventually have to stop because they're worried all the time looking over their shoulder for a cop or a detective or they think that the, you know, that, that the mob rules is going to come out there and uh, they're, they're, they're going to be like arrested for that. Or ripped limb from limb. Torn asunder. Do you, what about what, do these people still exist? The people who call, do make prank calls, and then they jerk off, while, you know, while listening to the woman's voice. <laughs> That's like a lower version of this. I, you know, I think uh, with the the invention of the cell phone, I think uh, prank callers kind of fell to the wayside. It's kind of yeah, hard to do a uh, prank call when someone has your phone, <laughs> your phone your number, phone and can number, call you right back. Well, you could you have know? it blocked, right? I guess you could. You could have a block yeah. number. You can still do that. But go, go check it out, people. Dickflash.com. It's uh, a very amusing site. And, yeah, you know, I think it might, uh, it might help all you exhibitionists out there that are worried about getting caught. There um, is a section on Dick Flash about women flashing men, but I'll warn you, I think it's kind of like... I think it's contrived. The, the, it's the, kind of like the women for men section of Craigslist. It's probably all gay dudes. Well, no, it's funny. I think... That uh, is there a sponsor for that site? Like, is it like Adam and Eve yeah. or or Adult Friend Finder or something? It's adult Friend. It's Adult Friend Finder. I guarantee the they I guarantee Adult Friend Finder was like, okay, we're gonna have to write up some like, you know, those penthouse forum type stories. And I bet you that penthouse forum type of uh, the type of stories that oh, let's throw in like, yeah, there's these women who are exhibitionists that that flash their vaginas all the time. Yeah, yeah they, they they give you pussy shots while they're on a crowded subway train. Dude, that never the, happened. The, the twenty or thirty posts that I read in that section <laughs> seemed a little implausible, a la penthouse forum. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And, and any woman that probably would do that, you don't want to see her pussy anyway. You know. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I never turned out a good look at a pussy. So go check it out, dickflash.com, and uh, yeah, educate yourself before you go show your dick in public. Uh, people, this is episode 254 of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of last week's show, episode 253. We did three stories, three listener submissions. Uh, the first was a about a Down syndrome daughter who is, a, who is an abominable personal chef, did not even know how to cook macaroni and cheese properly. Um, listener two sent a story about a guy who ate his beard, and... Uh, not willingly, not voluntarily. It's forced. <laughs> was force fed his beer. He was force fed his beer. And a listener three uh, sent in a story about a, a bride who was paralyzed before she got married. Uh, believe it or not, listener one, the Down syndrome daughter who was the horrible chef that kept feeding uncooked macaroni to her dead mother for nine days, ended up winning uh, episode two fifty three. So congratulations, uh, listener one, there for uh, sending that in. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. The audience votes, and the winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send your Sick and Wrong stories to Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or through the Sick and Wrong forum. You know, Wacker, we got a few good uh, stories here for this week. But before we get to that, how about a quick word from our sponsor? i got to do a, uh, a, live, a live read here. Audible.com. You know... 
I kind of wish our, um, remember that guy, Felipe, that did all the Adam and Eve little, uh, little uh, promos for us? Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of wish well. he would do one for Audible.com because I'm sick of always doing a live read for it. Maybe I should do one. I don't know, but mine always suck. So, Felipe, Maybe if you're p- listening, do us a, do us a favor and uh, give us a, uh, a promo here for Audible.com. So Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment information and educational programming. Uh, content from Audible is downloaded and played back on personal computers, CDs, or the iPod player. So people, uh, right now you go to Audible.com, AudiblePodcast.com slash diddle and get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial today. So you get one free uh, audiobook and they have titles over 1,000 science and tech titles and over 1,100 science fiction and uh, fantasy titles. P-Town, um, do, you ever, do you ever listen to any audiobooks or do you usually tend to read your books? I tend to read my books. Have you ever tried the audiobook? I have. And uh, you, you didn't, you did, did you not retain it? Like, it was, you seemed disgruntled. Like, it was a bad experience. <laughs> you know, the, the only time I've ever tried an audiobook was uh, when I was driving somewhere, and it was like a 10-hour drive, and sure, it was okay, but I, I didn't even finish it then. I got bored with it. Do you remember what the book was? Pete Town, you don't, you don't sound very supportive of the sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> you want to reconsider your, it, your opinion? It's the last time I ever invite Pat into, into my live read here for Audible. Jesus. Sorry, I was looking at dickflash.com. <laughs> I totally wasn't listening to anything you were saying prior, so I didn't even know you were doing a, 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 a live a read. Bit. Yeah. You well, know, if, when, you, when we ask you about dildos later in the show, be prepared. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, if Audible has a book about exposing yourself in public, maybe P Town's interest, you know, will be uh, a Pete. little. Yeah, it'll be a little more peaked. They will be there. erected. Yeah, you'll actually be paying attention to this live read. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, people. Uh, don't be like P-Town. Uh, be like a good, sick, and wrong listener. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash digital and get your free audiobook today. Uh, so, yeah, wackily, uh, why don't we kick off uh, episode 254 here with my first listener submission. I'm ready. <laughs> Sent in by a doctor. It's nice. Dr. Fuzz. Uh, I don't know what type is of doctor he is. Is that a real doctor is. or is that like Dr. Detroit? <laughs> I, you know, I'm not quite sure what type of doctor Dr. Fuzz is. Probably a doctor is, that I, he, I... I don't know if he has his medical license. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think he sounds like a legitimate doctor to me. He says this story is sick, it's wrong, and it even has a Mylar trash tree. I like it already. Sounds good. So this story happened in uh, Mount Vernon, Ohio. Believe it or not, actually, a very popular story amongst the listeners of Sick and Wrong. A lot of people sent this one in. Uh, but Dr. Fuzz um, was the, uh, the first person to send it in and the most educated person to send it in. I'm guessing here, but I'm thinking, thinking it is. Blood covered so much of an Ohio home where two women and an 11-year-old boy were stabbed to death that several rooms had to be gutted. You know, it doesn't matter how much you gut or completely renovate a room. No one's going to want a house where a family was brutally murdered. I mean, who's no, going to move no, into... I mean, sorry. would you... P-Town, if you found a house... I know you live in the, the San Francisco Bay Area. 
and uh, the housing is is incredibly expensive here. But if you found a house that was a really good deal, two bedroom for um, I don't know two hundred fifty thousand dollars, like in downtown or Noe Valley or something, would you buy it if you knew a family was brutally murdered in that house? Absolutely. <laughs> he has no qualms. Are you kidding me? Not, not even a question for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wackerly, could you do it if if someone was brutally murdered in your house? Would you have bought it? Oh yeah, especially <laughs> if there was a deal. Yeah, I guess I could. Uh, <laughs> I could kind of see that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Is I guess real estate if, talk or what? Let's get on with the story. No, I'm just saying it's it's. I think that would be a deterrence for me. I think it would be. Tina Herman. Don't, are you scared of poltergeists? No, I just don't want to. Like you know. It, I've seen Amityville Horror. I know what oh. happens in homes where uh, people Well, that was a gateway to murdered. hell, though. That wasn't just somebody who got murdered. You never know why the people got murdered. That's gateway true. to hell. Tina Herman and her son, uh, Cody, and her friend Stephanie were stabbed multiple times. Their dismembered remains were put in garbage bags and lowered inside a hollow tree. In they the were, yard of the house. They were murdered by a Keebler elf. I don't know if I've, I don't know if anyone knew that, but uh, the Keebler elves live in the tree. They don't. They wouldn't dispose of the bodies there. Who the fuck else hollows out a tree and lives in a tree? I mean, this guy obviously was an elf. I mean, who else a does squirrel? that? Squirrels don't hollow out a tree. Sometimes they do. A woodpecker. I guess a woodpecker does. Maybe it was a woodpecker that committed the murder. Maybe it was Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> Authorities found the bodies along with the remains of the family dog, a miniature Doberman Pinscher named Tanner. Apparently not much of a guard dog. That's a very waspy name for your dog. Tanner? Yeah, but you know, I'm sure the Palins probably have a dog named Tanner. Actually, they probably have a dog named Trig. Oh, wait. It's a retarded son. <laughs> can, we do that? can that be the intro next week? Is just all the fucked up names the Palins give their kids? Yeah, that probably would work. I, I never knew about Willow until she came out this week calling people faggots on Facebook. On Facebook, yeah. But look at that. Bristol, and Willow, Bristol, and Bristol Trig. came to her aid. Bristol? What the fuck is Bristol? Where did they get that? I have no idea. I don't know. Is it a, a town in England or something? It is. Yeah, but you'd think they would have got it. Like, uh, you'd think they would go with biblical names. I'm not sure where it came from. No, no. See, you're making the mistake thinking they're like smart, very religious people when in fact they're just tards. They are tards. I mean, look yeah, at their they're just offspring. tards. I think they just pick names that sound cool to them at the time. When, when, when would Trig That's what Gawker sound calls cool. them, is the hillbillies of Wasilla. <laughs> That's what they are. I'm sure they're not the only. So the victims here disappeared, uh, along with Ehrman's daughter, 13-year-old Sarah Maynard, who was found bound and gagged days later in the basement of an unemployed tree cutter. Okay, my bad. I guess he was not a Keebler elf. He was a tree cutter. Uh, the guy's name Not is Ma- Matthew Hoffman. I put dead bodies in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hoffman is accused of kidnapping the girl, keeping her in the basement of his home, uh, 10 miles west of uh, central Ohio. So the disappearance and subsequent discovery of the bodies have unfolded like a horror movie in this small town, where people have banded together to form search parties in hopes of finding the victims. Really? You know, I've often thought that... Uh, do you think, I mean, I guess you'd have to live in, like, a suburban area to be, like, you know, if someone goes missing, to have people come over to your house and be like, you want to join the search party, you know, you know, get a torch and come join us? It's like, I think 
I would probably be more on the uh, that guy probably did it list rather than you know the suspect list rather than hey he might you know be able to help us with the posse. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, I just don't. I do. Do, do you think you're the type of guy that people come over there and say? Hey, you want to help us out with this uh, search? I don't think that happens in the city. It doesn't happen in the Tenderloin. No, no. People just die in the street daily there. Where I live, it might happen, but I would hide behind the couch. and I wouldn't <laughs> answer the door. You wouldn't join in the search party? I'd pretend like I was not home. <laughs> I've done it before for various other reasons and other people. I guess a memorial of flowers and balloons uh, were growing on the front lawn. Uh, the Mylar tra- trash tree. It's the Mylar trash tree, yeah, right in did, front of the no, house. Now, did they affix the balloons to the tree that the bodies were hot, hidden in? Because that know, would be the epitome of irony. That would, yeah, that, that would be amazing. But no, they were just. I think it was just a just a generic uh, location oh, on the tree. front lawn yeah. here. Okay. So the bodies were found at the base of the tree. So that tree was completely hollowed out. Authorities actually had to cut away part of the trunk to get the bodies out. Apparently, the three were stabbed multiple times with a knife in the back and the chest. Then they were placed inside large plastic garbage bags and lowered into the hollow of a large tree. Which, if you think about it, this is a better technique than Dexter. Because Dexter takes his boat out, dumps the bodies in the water, where anybody can... I mean, if you're a diver that dives for buried sea treasure, you could come across these garbage bags at the bottom of the bay there. Which is what happened in the or, first season. Who's going to look in a tree? Season. No one's going to look diver. in a tree. <laughs> See, there's no such thing as a tree diver, so your point still stands. That's what I'm saying. It's, the it's, only thing that's going to find them are squirrels and woodpeckers and bull weevils. Yeah, exactly. you got to watch out for the bull weevils. It's not clear why the four people were targeted, and authorities have not even speculated on a motive. Uh, they suggested that Hoffman here who had spent six years in a Colorado prison for arson and other charges, had been watching the family for quite some time. I guess in the months before they died, um, Herman suspected somebody was watching, the mother that was murdered. Several months ago, they saw a man dressed in camouflage sitting on a tree stump across the street just staring at their home (laughs) for five to six hours. Dude loves trees. They couldn't Dead say trees, for sure if the man on the trees. stump was Hoffman, but they believe it was him. I think this guy was the Lorax. I take it back. <laughs> uh, not the Keebler elves. This was the Lorax. That might be true. I think that's, I think that's what happened. Yeah. But, you know, you got to be wary of somebody just, you know, this guy is the, t- yeah, I think I talked about this guy um, on a previous show. Or we had a freak that, that lived in the neighborhood that just kind of would send, stand outside, smoke cigarettes naked. Just one of those crazy dudes. If you have a crazy guy... You're talking about in your formative years, not in the Tenderloin. No, I'm talking about when I was in high school. Yeah, we had yeah. like... There's a dude, Matt Shem, that used to come out and stand out naked. And he had been in, like, in and out of uh, like uh, mental institutions. That's the type of guy you got to be wary of. If you knew... Like, this family was like, okay, well, there's a dude watching a house on a tree stump... For five to six hours, that's when you call the police. You don't just go on with your daily life. Go back and start watching Dancing with the Stars. There's a guy <laughs> outside on a tree stump staring at your house. You gotta do that's something about good. it. In so, no in no neighborhood is that a good thing. No, I mean you guys it's gotta be the red dragon here. So on the yeah. sick and wrong star scale, he brutally murdered three people, cut them up and shoved them in a tree. That's five stars for me. 
I'm trying to think of why I would deduct a star. How did he get him? Because it sounds like he like there's a hole in the top of the tree and he lowered them into the hollow. Does he have some type of a crane, a tree trimming crane device? Well, he was a tree trimmer. I'm not quite sure you, how I... I don't even know. How do you hollow out a tree? It sounds like the tree was naturally hollowed out by the process of decay or something. Yeah, but, it was a dead tree already. And this guy right. just kind of took advantage of that. I mean, don't you think someone eventually would have found the bodies in the tree? Somebody yeah. did. Well, no. I, he led them to the bodies. I think uh, oh. they, they suspected him because he's a criminal and he just folded under question. <laughs> That's how it always happens. I'm just going to give it five stars. I have no more analysis to point out. What what do you think there, P-Town? Was this in a residential neighborhood? Yeah. Eventually, somebody would have smelled dead bodies rotting in a tree, right? Well, the tree's in the backyard, so maybe not. What if it was a very smelly, sappy tree? A lot of pitch. Pine pitch. (laughs) (laughs) I think Wackerly knows a little too much about trees. Kind of creeping me out here. I don't know. I got nowhere to go with that. All right. Well, we'll 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 go with the five star from the both of us. What what do you have here for um, the second story here from episode two fifty four? Uh, this one was sent in to us by Derek from Providence, and this is another one that a lot of people sent in. So Derek was just the uh, first guy. And, th- and this co- sort of leads into, or fits in with, it's just another one of in my series of cross-cultural admiration of third world countries. You know how I do that thing? Yeah, you always tend to pick, you, you tend to pick the, uh, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the country, the impoverished country. Well, no, it's like it's like a series that maybe like third graders w- could watch on a film strip what, once watch, every month. Watch, or something. L- listen to Lance Rank- Wackerly ridicule a third world nation. It's nice. <laughs> I love that. I'm informing. Um, so this happened in Cambodia, in Phnom Penh, <laughs> Cambodia, and uh, apparently in Cambodia this past week they had a little bit of a celebration, a little they party in Cambodia, holiday in <laughs> Cambodia, if you will. Well, yeah, a celebration in Cambodia. <laughs> they were celebrating the end of the rainy season on a sliver of land in a river, which is how you party in Cambodia. And uh, let's just say that the island became a little overcrowded, okay? Um, and so so this is kind of a water festival, right? It's it's celebrating the end of the rainy season, which you're, I guess you're glad that there's no more water, but so you go into the middle of a river where there's lots of water, which seems a little odd to me, but hey, I'm just admiring the third world, right? And I understand. They, okay, be- it's the end of the rainy season, so they have a party for lots of water? Is that what it is? I'm not really clear on it. I mean, they, they party in the middle of the river, like on a sandbar, a very narrow, small sort of island in a river where well, they jam like maybe a thousand people onto it. Well, therein lies their problem. Cause in America we celebrate our end of fucking pendants, man. We get yeah. fireworks. We, you know, have a barbecue. We kick some fucking ass over aliens that invade the country. You know, we're yeah. not sitting, sitting there like, Oh, it rained. Let's have a little party. Cause it rained. The city authorities estimate that upward of <laughs> 2 million people 
uh, descended on uh, the capital, Phnom Penh, for the three-day water festival. And it marks the end of the rainy season, as I said. And the main att- attraction is a traditional boat race along the river. <laughs> God, that must that's something be fun. We don't, that's something we don't have in the, in the first world. Much. I, actually, traditional boat races. Wackily, you're overlooking a, an important part of your, your, your culture growing up in Michigan. The river roar. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call a river roar? <laughs> the, the river roar that's a Bay that City for- tradition. That is a Bay City, Michigan tradition. I guess while while it may be a Bay City tradition, <laughs> the boats are not traditional. They're the like power boats, dude, and they're loud and they go yeah, fast. Yeah, they're like those are like you know ten thousand horsepower, you know, robotic boat machines. Okay, what are you if, saying? You'd rather see like a little uh, what do they have gondolas? What what do they go on in uh, in Phnom Penh? Those little rice boats or something? I think You'd rather see a, those racing. Ju- I think it's called a junk. <laughs> <laughs> You'd well, rather really. see somebody racing some junk rather than a power boat. I didn't say I'd rather do anything. I said this is something we don't have in the first world. Our traditional boat races. I would rather watch the river roar. To be honest with you, <laughs> eat some elephant ears and some funnel cakes. See some titties. You know, yeah, river roar. Titties roar on the river. I'm just saying that's the difference. That is true. That's true. The last race ended early Monday evening, the last night of the holiday. Um. And what happened is all these dudes were crammed onto this island, and so many of them were crammed into this little tiny space that, you know, like, if you got 100 people crammed in around you, maybe this happened at the Guar concert, I don't know, but everybody's breathing, and everybody's kind of, like, stealing the oxygen out of the air, and and then you're breathing their exhalations and their farts and everything. Well, a couple people fainted. Well, like, 10 people fainted, right? So 10 people fainted in the middle of... So these are just bodies just... Just impacted. It's like completely. There's no space. You're just like crammed together. Yeah, think of like a a Keisha concert. Oh, okay, Lady Gaga. Very crowded. I think it's pronounced Kesha. Is it Kesha? <laughs> Kesha. Isn't that a type of cereal? Yeah, probably. How do you know that, P Town? I, I um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think he you flashed. I think he flashed her? Kesha. Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> That's what it says on the affidavit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, 10 people fainted. Everybody got, it's not really even important, but obviously what happened is everybody got spooked like a bunch of lemmings or water buffalo, and they all try and stampede for the only way off this island that's this little tiny like footbridge that maybe can hold like 10 people at once. Stampede. A thousand people try and cross it all at the same time. People fall down. Tons of, uh, you know, Filipinos or sorry, Cambodians. (laughs) (laughs) Cambodians aren't very large, right? I mean, I could, I think maybe like 10 Cambodians. They're miniature people. Yeah. 10 of them could stand on top of me and I wouldn't die. They're like Oompa Loompas. (laughs) But like 10 or, but like 20 or 30. 20 or 30 Oompa Loompas going crazy. Yeah. If I'm running across my back, that's a problem. Yeah, very, yeah, dang- very dangerous. So here's another f- difference between the first world and the third world. So it's they're on an island. There's this little bridge. Everybody's trying to get off the bridge. Is it just me or do people in the third world, even ones who live around a lot of water, not know how to swim? Yeah, I don't get it. Why wouldn't they dive in the water? Did you ever notice that? 
Like yeah. even people who even boat people like in in Hong Kong who live on a boat, they fish for a living. They just never know how to swim. They fall off the boat and they just die because they, right. they they fall they sink to the bottom and they can't breathe. Makes no sense. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's like you'd think that's what they they live their life on the water. Yeah. So you're so you're at a water get some festival. fucking floaties or something. Jesus. You're at, you're <laughs> at a water festival. You're on an island, and everybody goes nuts. And everybody heads for this little tiny bridge. Nobody thinks like, right. well, I'm just going to wade out into the water and swim to shore. Why Wackily, is- what caused everybody to go nuts? Like someone let off a rancid fart or something? I mean, what, what caused everybody no, I told, to I faint? I told you, ten, ten people fainted. But what it was caused like, the fainting? Because so cr- it was so crowded. I do. Like everybody's pressing up against you and you maybe you're old and infirm already and like you faint and then maybe somebody sees you faint and they freak out. When's the last like time the puking you- scene from Stand By Me? <laughs> When's the last time you ate Asian food, dude? That stuff makes you just gives you rancid farts. I bet oh, you it was like you, a I bet you it was a bok choy fart. Or yeah, nasty pad thai. Baby bok steamed baby bok choy <laughs> fart. Just ripped one well, of those, caused a couple people to pass out and mass pandemonium pandemonium. <laughs> the investigation is not through. I mean, maybe we should call the uh, prime minister here. And interestingly enough, the, so the prime minister, Hun Sen, the prime minister of the entire country, uh, he said that 330 people, 339 people died. Jesus, that's a lot. 329 people were injured. And he described the chaos as the biggest tragedy to strike this country since the communist rule of the Khmer Rouge and Pol Pot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Pol Pot killed a few million people, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that Pol Pot's uh, policies, radical policies, are blamed for the, are blamed for the deaths. Not, they're, they're, not, they're saying he was blamed for the deaths, but he might not have been uh, responsible. Haven't you seen of pictures? Of 1.7 million people. Okay, haven't you seen pictures of the killing fields? They have, like, just... Skull monuments and shit of skulls of people that died. Wait, wait, wait! You said I, I've seen Pol, the movie. Pol, Pol Pot's laws were blamed for these deaths. No, they're worse. They, they they haven't seen deaths <laughs> this this severe since Pol Pot. Don't don't reinter. Yeah, this is since <laughs> Pol Pot's deaths. This is the biggest thing. Nothing else must have happened in Cambodia yeah. for a long time. Say, it's been really yeah, quiet I know. In Cambodia <laughs> since then. They, they still have Atari twenty six hundreds there. <laughs> That's the new thing. <laughs> They, they haven't got the t- Nintendo yet. The uh, yeah. the original NES. One so day. the la- you know tons of people trying to like the hot you know the ambulances come out and everything and they're trying to like rescue these people but they can't do it because people are just falling in the water and dying and and you know and Cambodia is one of the region's poorer countries and it's got an underdeveloped health system with hospitals barely able to cope with daily medical demands much less you know these thousands of people who are streaming into the hospitals injured and dying or already dead because they you know participated in this poorly planned you know uh inadequately inadequately uh exited or exit planned water festival yeah no i mean my review of this week in the third one It, it just seems like uh just a situation of mass hysteria like that you know not too long ago at the was it the love parade in in Germany and that's a first world country there's yes. a stamp there was a stampede there you know it's hard yeah, bunch- it's hard for me to say stampede without saying motherfucking stampede cuz you just kind of want to come out and say it was a motherfucking stampede 
It's just, I mean, it's it's hard not to preface Stampede with motherfucking Stampede. But wasn't there a motherfucking Stampede at the Love Parade? Yeah, but I think like, and I'm gonna, I'm totally ignorant because I have no memory of anything. But wasn't that like eight people died? Not three hundred and forty people. No, it was. It wasn't as big of a motherfucking stampede as the one in Cambodia. So on the sick and wrong star scale, wow, three hundred thirty people died. And personally, I think you know this, there are a couple things that I fear. I fear being stamped to death by a deer that I hit in my car. That's always been one of my biggest fears. But I also it's in the back seat. Well, it's, or no, it flies over the windshield into the yeah. front seat and stomps me with its its hooves right. that are razor yeah. sharp. Um, or I fear being stomped to death at like a, a motherfucking stampede. I mean, could you imagine the motherfucking stampede just being stomped on? But once again, if I'm going to be stampeded, stamped, <laughs> stamped, I would hope that it would be in <laughs> Cambodia or another country with people of small stature. Yeah, and at least you could buy a hooker the night before and be satisfied. And afterwards. So on the second oh, star scale, I'm giving that a five because... I'm I'm horrified. Yeah, five. You know, the, the the fraction of a point for each person who died is very small. So I feel justified in giving it a five. Yeah, no, they're not all built like P Town. Could you imagine if they're P Town size? I would not want to. I would not want a, to have a stampede in like big, tall P Town land. You know, have a stampede in Sweden or Finland. Yeah, a Swedish stampede. That'd be horrible. If I lived, if I lived in Cambodia, I wouldn't even let P Town into my country because I'd be like, "You eat like as much as three of us. Get the fuck out." <laughs> it would be like Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> yeah. I've actually been to Cambodia. That's what's hilarious about this. Did you pick the you people come up here on the palms of your hands or something? <laughs> no, I did get a lot of funny looks. Though. <laughs> All right. Well, um. Moving on to the third story. I, here. I think if P Town was there, he could have just laid across the river, and they call it a call could have walked across his back. <laughs> yeah, that could have been the bridge. <laughs> been like a second Cam- bridge, a Cambodian massage. <laughs> All right, so the third story here for episode two fifty four uh, was sent in by Sharice. Sharice writes in D. How do you cook a veggie lasagna? You know, Sharice, actually, I, I don't cook veggie lasagna. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't you just recently get, uh, didn't you recently just have a doctor tell you that you had scurvy or symptoms of scurvy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't even eat food, really. I mean, you've seen my refrigerator, Wackerly. What, what are the contents of my fridge? Wait, but it seems like P-Town knows things that I don't know. You, you were diagnosed with scurvy? Because your <laughs> legs are extremely bowed. They and are, yeah. Been, they're. I, I was. I. I haven't been having eating enough vitamin C, so I, I was. Uh, and and I've been away at, at you know thought, on a shipping. Like I was red on a trade. Vitamin C in it? No, I, no. Well, red meat doesn't have vitamin C, but you know, I was on a uh, a shipping vessel for a long time, and and you know, you don't get enough vitamin C. What you is your diet? You get scurvy. I mean, when I look in your fridge, I see beer and chick patties. It's pretty much it, Therapy Town. Okay, so to answer to answer that person's question, your lasagna is made from MGD and chick patties. And chick patties. Crushed up, though. And then with a little bit of MGD. And then I think I have some yeah. corn tortillas in there as well. Scurvy. <laughs> but uh, do, do you ever make veggie lasagna there, P-Town? I don't ever make it. Uh, sometimes I'll go to Trader Joe's and buy one and fire it up in the old microwave. But uh, I don't ever make one from scratch. So, you, so you're not uh, just. I am a fan of going to restaurants and buying lasagna that's like made supposedly from you know scratch. 
Yeah, well, I guess I could see that. So, okay. What's the meaning of that question? Well, the, here's the meaning. Question. Here's the meaning. Would you be disappointed if your veggie lasagna was lacking ricotta cheese? Oh, the ricotta. <laughs> yeah, it's a key I think part. I would. I know. Yeah. Uh, but the question is, how disappointed would you be? Would you be disappointed enough to beat your wife to death? No. <laughs> then you don't like a good lasagna. That's for sure. A Boston area man beat his wife over a missing ingredient for the lasagna that he was making during Monday night football. Hours before, she was found dead in their driveway. Uh, Frederick Wilkes here, 54 years old, lashed out at Teresa Wilkes, his wife, 50, after he discovered beans inside a ricotta cheese container in their fridge. So he's thinking the whole time that there's some ricotta in there, <laughs> opens it up, and there's motherfucking beans. Wait, what kind of beans? They don't specify. Uh, but Wacker, don't you do that? <laughs> you keep different containers, and you put like various assortments of items in there that, that weren't originally in that container? Sometimes, but I know what's in there. I so, can see how this guy would be pissed. Because this wasn't just like, I had some ricotta cheese, and it's gone. It's like, I had some ricotta cheese, and I double-checked that it was in there, and you bait-and-switched me, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, this sounds like it hit a sour note here. Have, have you actually had this happen to you before? I don't have a conscious memory of it, but I seem like I have a subconscious reaction to it. Like, maybe something like this has happened. Well, you know, it, it, I can kind of empathize with Frederick here, because lasagna has what? Lasagna's a difficult beast to cook i mean think about it it's you very have, difficult you have what eight different ingredients yeah and Six? if you've been planning it and you you planned and coordinated all the other ingredients and at the last moment you realize the game's on dude and it's yeah. halftime and you're about ready to make this shit and fire up the oven and like the one keying thing is gone i i'd be enraged and not to mention i mean he had a buddy that was there too and i'm sure his buddy he had been bragging all night, like, wait till you taste my lasagna. I make the best lasagna. Because everybody, anybody who's willing to put the time and effort into making lasagna thinks that they make the best lasagna. Like, I've, I've had tons of girlfriends that have been like, oh, my God, wait till you have my lasagna. And it, even if it's just, like, soup of, like, you know, a bunch of tomato sauce and some cheese and some noodles yeah. just in there and you have to eat it with a spoon, you're still going to be like, oh, my God, this is the best lasagna I've ever had because it took her six hours to make it. Are we talking about lasagna or vagina at this point? <laughs> okay. Sometimes it looks like a lasagna. <laughs> I still say it's good. Yeah, it depends. I, I, I Ricotta cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when my vaginas don't have any ricotta. Is this story a metaphor or is this an actual story? It's an actual story. So what happened? Aesop's <laughs> fable. So what happened here is uh, he lashed out at Teresa after he found that the ricotta cheese did not contain ricotta. It, it, it contained beans instead. He threw the container at her, and they be became involved in an altercation. Wilkes is the father of two, and he'd been married for over 28 years. I think when you've been married that long, it doesn't take that much to set you off. It's a yeah, tinderbox. How old is he, does it say? 54. She's 50. Oh, yeah. And what's, what city, what football team were they rooting for? They're, okay, it's the Steelers-Bengals game. They're in Boston. I'm thinking the Steelers. 
Oh wait, but they're not even like rooting for a local. They're not. No, they're it's not. not it's a not a local game. team here. They're not watching the Pats game. Okay, weird. No. So the fight began around 8 p.m. when the couple and uh, Fred Wilk's buddy Mario Donnarumma went to the kitchen to prepare dinner before the Steelers and Bengals game. All three had been drinking for quite a few hours, and when Wilkes found the leftover beans, the argument began. I guess Teresa got in a few good hits on her husband. He hit her three times on the side of the head uh, with a closed fist. Donorama then tried to stop them. Uh, I should actually say that uh, Donorama is a homeless man who had been staying with the couple. That's the buddy there, the homeless guy. Uh, He's homeless. Yeah, he's homeless, but he's been staying with the couple for a couple months. Donorama said he offered to go to the store to purchase ricotta cheese, but was unsuccessful. And return only with beer and vodka. <laughs> it's not going to please anybody. It's kind of like a quest. This is like a fellowship of the white trash here. It would please me. Yeah, no, I w- I'd be happy with that. I actually prefer vodka over ricotta. I guess this uh, caused the couple to fight again. Because he came back empty-handed. Which prompted Wilkes to say, You're done. Get the fuck out of here. And you'd think he would say that to the homeless guy. Because he came back empty-handed. But instead, he grabbed his wife and dragged her out of the apartment. He also pushed the bean-splattered couch outside. Um, yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised that he let the uh, homeless guy... Stay, but he kicked his wife out instead. Uh, sometime later, he engaged in a loud argument with his wife outside before re-entering the apartment and locking the door. I guess uh, the lifeless body of Teresa Wilkes was found barefoot in the driveway around, around 6 a.m. So he just locked, she was out. She was out of the house, locked out for a few hours and found barefoot lying in the driveway around 6 a.m. Uh, she appeared to have scrape marks and blood on her face. Wilkes says he initially had denied fighting his wife, but eventually admitted to pouring beans over her head and grabbing her by the shirt and forcibly throwing her out of their house. Now, did the did the homeless guy ever testify, or what, what's his story? What's his line on this whole course of events? I don't think this has gone to court yet, but he is definitely mm. a an eyewitness here. Um. He has been speaking with the, I think he's been cooperating with the police officers. You know, I wonder though, is, so he grabbed her by her shirt and just threw her out of the house. Is, is shirt grabbing the best way to forcibly eject your wife from the premises? You think a bra strap or hair would work better? Front of the shirt or back of the shirt? I'm not sure. It depends on the shirt. Maybe he just grabbed her by the, the nape. Or something. Yeah, when you say when you say guys shirt, you've got a pretty good idea of what you're talking about. But when you say girl shirt, I mean they come in a lot of different varieties. Yeah, I think back and then boot to the ass. A boot right to the, the yeah. I, that's what I imagine. Yeah. I, I picture you want to launch them at least six or eight feet from the front, the threshold. Well, what I would have done is thrown her on the couch and just threw the whole bean splattered couch and bean splattered wife out of the house. Yeah, because he wants a couch with a bunch of beans all over it. But then where do you sit when you watch the game? On the ground. I don't know. Well, at least he has Indian his, style. At least he has his homeless Casino. Buddy. So on the sick and wrong star scale, it wasn't a motherfucking stampede, but it was close. <laughs> it was a motherfucking uh, uh, wife beating, that's for sure. Um, I don't she's know if, dead now? 
I guess she died, but it's it's not clear whether or not because he hasn't been charged with murder. Whether or not he was responsible for her death, so she could have died from alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? So for that reason, I'm only going to give this a three point seven five. Really, I, I give it a four and a half at least. A four and a half. Uh, the woman died. Yes, but what what are you giving it? Just because the lack of ricotta and the fact that the lasagna is probably ruined. That's part of it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the the homeless guy going to try and get the ricotta and he fails again. It's just failure upon failure upon failure to make a lasagna. I think the the fact that they bred two children is failure enough. Maybe I'm going to up my score to four. I mean, it turned out bad for this woman. But can you imagine how bad it would have turned out for her if Garfield was there? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No lasagna for anybody. I mean, her face would have been ripped off by his feline, obese claws. Talk about a stampede. A motherfucking yeah. cat stampede. Yeah. Stampede of one. One Whoop. Garfield bitch. <laughs> Coming at you. Which is the size of like 30 Cambodians. So yeah. um, we're going to let the listening audience decide here who won episode uh, 254. People go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Wackily, we are at the last third of the show here. We've got a few phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. we also got a couple emails, some My Two Cents emails here we're going to have to get to. Oh, great. Yeah, but before we get to that, how about a quick word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's Dilcember. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. Well, there you go, people. Go to AdamandEve.com. Type in the word DIDDLE when you check out. And, uh, yeah, buy some holiday dildos and butt plugs for the entire family. I think that's a gift you can keep that keeps on giving. It's It's a good gift. For the holiday season. Well, we got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. And I want to play call number one here. It's from a guy in Sweden who I think is calling to, um, to teach us about life in that part of the world. I love Sweden. I, you know, I would prefer to go to a Swedish nightclub than a nightclub in Wales. That's yeah. just based on that stupid meme uh, site you've looked at. I bet you it's based in truth, Wackerly. <laughs> Although I don't <laughs> know for it sure. Is. All right. Well, uh, let's play uh, call number one here. Hey there, boys. I'm a listener from Sweden. I used to be post-irony on the old forum. I probably won't be showing up on the new one, though. First of all, I'd like to provide you with the essence of Swedish people. We Swedes are all attractive, both men and women. If an ugly baby is born, we send it to Finland, where it can thrive amongst its own kind. Second of all, somewhere between 70 and 80% of us are atheists, so we're intelligent too. Nothing. Sweden actually sounds like a pretty cool place to live. It's like all hot chicks and uh, atheists. They ostracize all the ugly babies, so 
I'm not sure they would let us in. Yeah, I was about to say, I probably would have been sent to Finland. Sick and wrong ever happens here. We just go about feeling good about ourselves. That's probably all we got going for us, though. We're kind of a boring people. <laughs> Don't well, tell yourself short, buddy. You have on occasion said that the European and the Scandinavian countries in particular are effeminate. <laughs> Maybe not in the recent episodes, <laughs> but I just went through the entire backlog a second time. Just in order to count the times, D, for absolutely no reason whatsoever, says. B, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I gave up counting around episode four when I realized I needed a larger abacus. Well, whether or not we're effeminate is not really relevant. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm more concerned with your safety. I think you should examine the building material of your respective houses. D. You're a Jewish vegetarian hipster smurf. Lance, you often say that you never stand up for yourself. And sometimes on the show you can't quite contain that lisp. The two of you live in the gayest part of the world and you never seem to have any good relationships with women. It leads one to think that your weekly podcast is only foreplay to your weekly boofing session. I think maybe the two of you should think twice before calling anyone effeminate. I now look forward to you trying to imitate my accent. I should probably provide you with a sample of the truly swinglish one that sounds like this. It sounds uh, kind, of, kind of like if I was looking for the Continuum Transfunctioner. Although that's uh, more of a Norwegian uh, variant. Uh, the older Swedish people talk like they are happy and clueless. I really, really hope that you can distinguish this from that... When I listen to myself, I, I think I speak kind of like uh, Alexander Skarsgård in True Blood, who has the archetypical English dialect of younger Swedes. <laughs> well, really, he is the archetypical younger Swede. By the way, I hereby declare myself the official Sick and Wrong Mensa member. Uh, well, if you want me to expand upon anything, I'll be happy to oblige. Farewell, and as uh, Lastbilschaffis Paul uh, would say, Sög min pung. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I had a lot of respect for that guy until he compared himself to True Blood. You know, it, it's <laughs> funny that I love how Swedish people are like, okay, so they've recaptured their virility through Alexander Skarsgård. It's like, okay, now uh -huh. we're virile again because that guy represents our entire area of the world. It's like, I'm sorry, dude. You know who that guy sounds like? He sounds like Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> who I believe started his career in gay porn. Who is it, Swedish? <laughs> <laughs> He's not, but he sounds All like right. him. He's just like... Are uh, you D and uh, you Lance? You uh, you want to see me do the splits? I mean, does that kind of sound like it? Swedish people? Either sound like Jean Claude Van Damme, or they sound like the Swedish Chef once they reach the age of like fifty. Hurdy, 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 and they pour in salt and pepper on everything. That's pretty so much am the I way alone? <laughs> am I alone in feeling like I just got served? No, no, no. You seem I, like no, dude. I, he called me a hipster smurf. Like I okay, <laughs> <laughs> I got served like six ways to, yeah. to Sunday. There, <laughs> I'm going to be calling you hipster smurf for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but I think did I? I think he's a little bit wrong. I don't think we said that they were effeminate. I think he, we said that they were becoming feminized. And I think we gave examples like the dude who was breastfeeding his child. You can't and, uh, say that's not effeminate. Well, it's feminization. I mean, you know, it's going in one direction. It's not effeminate. It's saying somebody's effeminate sort of is declaring a state of being, but we're just saying that there's a movement towards a state of being. 
And maybe they're not there yet, but at least they're not hipster Smurfs. <laughs> okay, I, I agree I, with what, them. You said I have a lisp? <laughs> I have a lisp that I don't know about? Yeah, I think we both just got served there by the uh, the sweet oh, here. I feel served. <laughs> I know. You know, and the funny thing is, I feel I feel like a, I feel like an ostracized Finnish troglodyte. <laughs> he probably does look like Alexander Skarsgård too. I'm sure. Probably. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like if everybody in a country is attractive, then what's attractive mean? You know. You know, maybe the ugly guy is the person who stands out. That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe we get a lot of ass when we go there because people are like, oh, my God, look at look at him. He looks like the leprechaun in that movie Leprechaun. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give him a blowjob. Sex, like, like <laughs> sex with a deformed <laughs> elephant, man. Come here, you little hook-nosed smurf, hipster smurf. <laughs> I'm going to catch you. All right, well, That's thank it. you there, going, Swedish person, there. For, uh, for teaching us um, about who we are. <laughs> Reinforcing our identities. Yeah, it's good. All right, here's uh, call number two. Hey, sick wrong. Calling my own personal sick wrong story. So I went to fuck this chick, and we get, we get going. She passes out halfway through. I got fucking blue balls. And then her... her All right. How is that possible? You're fucking a girl, and and she passes she's out halfway by through. The way, right? Yeah, I she's mean, they, yeah, it's not out. like she's passed out. I mean, and before he started having sex with her, so you're having sex with this girl. She's passed out. Would you not finish? I mean, Pat, are is you that, that much of a gentleman, P Town, that you'd be like, "Oh, okay, I, I think she's passed out now. I must stop." No, no, I don't. I don't believe this guy's story at all. I mean, like, if you're already fucking this girl, why on earth would you stop fucking her because she's not awake? And then it's funny too because well, maybe I think, you thought she was dead. <laughs> That'd be a reason to stop. I don't know. I mean, she's still warm. Well, I'm talking he, about he was, okay. Six hours later, he was aggravated. He's like, I got blue balls. Well, okay, well, let's see what happens. Parents wake up in the next room over, so I really can't leave. So this is a high schooler. That's why this is also lend, lending me to doubt the authenticity of the story. That's why it's a young, it's a young ball. Padawan. <laughs> yeah, and that's another reason because the only time, and and listen to this high school caller, the only time you're going to ha- ever have blue balls is high school. Yeah, I because would, you learn to deal with blue balls in college. You don't ever, you don't ever use that phrase beyond high school. <laughs> no, you just don't. And the, it, I'll explain why after this. Let's just finish this call. On the, uh, on the uh, patio door so I can get out, and I have to walk a mile home with blue balls. So, fuck my life. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. What did he, he said that so he, had to he walk home jimmied the door balls. shut so the parents couldn't get into the room so he could do what with his blue balls? Walk home a mile. Fuck my life. That's what he said. No, no, this doesn't matter. You have to re- I think I talked over the key part. You got to rewind to back to where he said the parents were in the next room. He said something about putting a tie on. Did he say the parents or the roommates were in the next room? Because no, I heard a tie parents. on the he door. He said parents. Here, you want me to play it? Here, let me fast forward to that part here. Parents wake up in the next room over, so I really can't leave. So I spend half an hour jimmying the lock on the, uh, on the uh, patio door so I can get out, and I have to walk a mile home with blue balls. So, oh, my life. I get it. Wait, what? Okay, Ex- explain it to me. He spent 
a half an hour jimmying the lock on the back door? The patio door. Okay, the patio door. You can escape out the back and jump the fence. And he says, now I have to walk a mile home with blue balls because he's calling us as it's happening. Okay, so he called right after it happened. Whereas, so if we didn't have a a sick and wrong voicemail system and if we just picked up, we'd be like, go behind a bush and beat off. (laughs) There's no reason to have blue balls. Well, I think the reason that blue balls occur is because you're in high school and girls aren't willing to lose their virginity, or at least they weren't back in my day. Now they're all sluts. But in creating new strains of gonorrhea that are incurable. But anyway, right. which you is awesome. Sex. Dude, which is awesome because you'd be getting laid left and right in high school now. But anyway, back in my day in high school, and I'm talking the early 90s, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, girls weren't willing to lose their virginity so, um, so easily. So yeah, you'd be left with blue balls and you don't know what to do. And you're like, oh my God, I can't just like, you know, finish now and jerk off on her because who knows what would happen. She's probably never seen come before. But get to college, blue balls never happen. And the reason being is we, Wackley, you'll remember this guy, Chris. Remember our roommate, Chris? I do. He taught me the way. He was my Obi-Wan in a sense. I remember I was That's young. That's how I think of him also. Yeah, I was, I was young when I, when I talked to him about this. And I remember like... Hooking up with a girl, I think I must have been a sophomore in college, maybe a freshman. Hooking up with a girl and, and, uh, and yeah, not achieving full satisfaction. And I uh, came home and I was just like bitching about it. I was like, God, I can't believe we did everything but. And then she just like stopped and passed out or pretended to, shut to it down. sleep, shut it down. And yeah, I was, uh, I, you know, I had blue balls. I was in pain. And he was like, you know what you need to do? Put some porn on and jerk off on her. And I'm like, what do you mean? You can do that? Because if they're not going to have sex with you, the least they can do is let you jerk off on them. And I realized that's what you need to do. Just jerk uh-huh. it. Jerk it. They're not going to stop. I mean, if, if, this, if this guy was in this bed and she's passed out, why wouldn't he just like, well, first of all, I would have just finished in that situation. But why not? If she was unwilling, just be like, okay, well, I'm going to jerk it because I don't want to have my nuts hurt. You're saying even if they're still conscious, but they're just objecting to you, you know, achieving full penetration and release, you say, well, okay, well, let's watch some porn and I'm going to jerk off on your face. You don't even need to watch porn. Just jerk off. Not even on their face. Just jerk off on their thigh. Yeah. Don't even tell them you're doing it. Just do <laughs> just, it. Just, just do it. Be like, yeah. okay, but well. But if they're conscious, aren't they going to What about their toe? What about their pinky finger? In their purse. Thumb? Dude, I like to pick, especially in high school, is is pick their favorite stuffed animal. Because they're never going to forget that when you came all over, like, Tigger's head. I like to pick girls who will let me actually have sex with them. That's my <laughs> But it doesn't happen always in high school. And I think blue balls doesn't need to happen ever. Really, just jerk it. And who cares? You don't who have to worry about it. Who cares if the girl's it. even there? Like I said, just jerk it in the bush on the walk home. Don't complain about blue <laughs> or in her purse, <laughs> or in or her in, purse, yeah, or in her mom's purse, works. which I've done. So there you <laughs> go, there you go, people. Just just jerk it. Don't don't give into this whole blue balls uh, paranoia. Uh, people, we'd love to hear you uh, to give us calls here at the Sigmund Hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. We did get a few more calls, but I kind of wanted to uh, do a couple of my two cents emails here because it's been a while since we've done my two cents and since we have p-town here it's my three cents nice 
Yeah, I like it. I like That's it. Ridiculous. 50, 50% more sense. Yeah, it's just a little more sense here. My two cents with Dean Lance. So here's our first my two cents uh, question here. Hey, Dean Lance, I've been listening to your show pretty much every day since Christmas last year, working my way through the oldies and catching up with a new one each week. Well, good for you. Good for you, buddy. Two, uh, two episodes a second wrong there. Recently, when sleeping over at my girlfriend's house, I've always taken my iPod player and my beloved podcast to listen to in bed when she goes to sleep. That's a bit alarming. I don't, don't you find that a little bit disquieting? No, I don't at all. <laughs> I find that I often, play, I often play solitaire on my iPhone uh, as my former girlfriends have been asleep. P Town, don't you think it's a little weird that someone's listening to us while his girlfriend probably post coitus? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little weird. I think it's a little weird. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I think it's a little weird. I, it, Sometimes I'm, your partner <laughs> wants to go to bed and you don't want to go to bed. So you listen. I think why, it's fine. Why wouldn't you go in the living room and have a beer and listen to podcasts? I would do something better than that, but you know, I guess I can't, <laughs> I can't blame. All right, where are you going with this, P Town? <laughs> What's better than listening to Sick and Wrong? Jesus, fucking invite a man P-Town to your house. P Town likes to log on to DickFlash.com. <laughs> Peruse the he, new post. He's making some posts there, just saying, "Okay, I'm getting some tips." I've been looking at that website ever since you guys mentioned it. So, how do you fashion that hoodie that my dick? No one's going to see it. Um. So anyway, he writes. The thing is. Uh, that often angers and frustrates her, and I can't get comments like, I keep getting comments like, ugh, not that fucking show again. And what the fuck? Can't you just go to sleep without listening to them? How can I get her to appreciate the show or at least tolerate me listening to it? Keep it sick, keep it wrong, and all the bits in between. Pete. Is it only when he's having sex? (laughs) Okay, wait, P-Town, what was your question? Is it only when he's having sex? I mean, it sounds like he can't get off unless he has sex and then listens to you guys and then goes to sleep. I don't think he's listening to Sick and Wrong while he's having sex with his girlfriend. He has sex, he finishes, then he listens to you guys, and then he can go to bed. As if that's part of the process. That's creepy. I think what he's doing is she's falling asleep. It's like a Pavlovian thing. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's a learned behavior here. I don't think he's conditioned to listen to Sick and Wrong after sex. I think what it is, she's she's falling asleep. He's obviously addicted to the show, and so he's listening to it when he has an opportunity. He's not tired. My question is, or his question is, <clears throat> how can he get her to deal with him listening to the show, or get her to appreciate the show? What do you think, Wagner? What are your two cents? Well, has she listened to the show, or does she just dislike it on principle? I'm, I'm, I imagine she feels that she's in competition with the show. My recommendation to any woman who has a hard time accessing the show, you know, finding the accessibility, the likability of it, is to listen to episode 218, parts <laughs> one and two. Well, what <laughs> happened on episodes? Two? Oh, is 218 the one that you did your solo? Don't act like you don't know. <laughs> That's where I did a reading, a couple of readings, and some thoughts of my, you know, some personal thoughts and exposition. That, that's that's gonna, the entry point for a sexy, reluctant woman. 
Well, okay, so it's okay if you want to make your girlfriend a lesbian, then listen to episodes two eighteen, part one and two. <laughs> she'll but never she'll have sex like, with a yeah. man again. <laughs> she'll be a lesbian who likes the show. She won't fuck you anymore because she'll be waiting for the whacker cock. You know what? I think uh, <laughs> really what this dude needs to do is establish some hand. Personally, I think he should be like, listen, this is a show that I like, you know, or or this is a band that I like. And you got to fucking deal with it, or a you're going to be, or you're going to be denied the penis. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would do that. I would lay down yeah. the law, hammer what the guy. Calls his bluff. Well, then you got to fold because she has the vagina, which has more power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm saying, put up a vicious front first. Yeah, I you agree. know, I think that's what you need to do. I think this guy needs to grow a sack and be like, listen. I listen to Sick and Wrong when you're sleeping. And that's all there is to it. I would buy her a t-shirt. I would buy her like three or four t-shirts. Yeah, but actually that's a good idea. Buy her a t-shirt and then see what she has to say. That would help. So good luck with that. There's our two cents, Pete. Here's the uh, second my two cents call. I came in from a guy named Bruno. He goes, hey, Tards. I had a question to pose for you for my two cents. You know, it didn't start off all that well there, this question here. I'm a little offended before the question even starts. Yeah, I know, but the question hasn't even started, and I'm a little offended. But okay, I'm going to keep. I'm going to continue. I'm going to visit my family for Thanksgiving, and my cousin is really hot. We're talking smoking hot. I've always wanted to bang her, and my mom posed the question of us hooking up once, and she laughed. She didn't freak out. She laughed. It's the type of laugh where you're intoxicated and considering it. So what I want to know is if you think it's wrong. Here's the caveat. We aren't related by blood. Uh, she's my cousin by marriage only. So my question is, if it's wrong for me to go see my family and then take out my cousin for drinks, get her drunk, and have sex with her. She is one sexy little Hispanic woman. I appreciate your thoughts on this. My boner awaits. What do you think there, P-Town? I don't know. That's a tough one because I actually have a couple of cousins in my family that aren't uh, distant. They actually are blood related that are hot. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you can relate to this predicament. I can totally relate to this predicament, but um, I would say that uh, my two cents is uh, don't don't do it. If your if your family integrity is any uh, has any value to you, don't do it because there's no way you're going to recover that if you go off and fuck your whatever cousin half cousin. So you're thinking it's going to create some undue family drama. I think that if he has uh, uh, close ties with the rest of his family, then yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely uh, create an obstacle down the road. If not, fuck away. What do you think, Wagger? She's not even blood-related? I mean, just, yeah, go for it. I have no <laughs> You know, I kind of agree with Wagger. I think if your cousin's hot, you should be allowed to fuck her one time. <laughs> just once. I'm saying that's the one time. It's like, okay... It's kind of fucked up and a little weird and sort of incestuous and kind of Sarah Palin-esque for you to what? continue fucking your cousins. Why does he talk about his mom bringing it up? That's well, what I don't... he's trying to validate his desire to fuck his cousin because he, he actually asked his mom whether or not it's weird if uh, he hooked up once with his cousin and she just laughed. She didn't freak out about it. She just laughed. Okay, see, I'm redirecting this guy's mind. His my two cents question was whether he should fuck his cousin. His my two cents question should be, 
why are you talking to your mom about this shit? That's <laughs> what's wrong. That's what you should not be doing. I think people should learn to bring up personal questions like this to strangers that host a, a, a podcast rather yeah, than someone mother. that's related to them. Yeah. I mean, not to somebody who whose canal you came out of and who wiped your ass for five years. And there's a good chance that your mother might actually say something to your aunt. Who's the mother of your cousin obstacle. Uh, yeah. And say, you know what? My son was talking. It was so funny. You know what? He said to me the other day that he totally wanted to fuck your daughter. Who's related to him. That's not good. That's not good. It's gonna tell. She's gonna tell. She's like the worst type of cock blocker you could have. Really, really. She's not an ally. So all I'm know. saying is, I think you should be able to fuck your cousin one time. <laughs> so I, I, I'm saying, go for it. Why not? He writes in here, and uh, if you get a chance, take a listen to the podcast that my my buddies and I do. We think it's funny, and people seem to like it. It's been described as a boys' club with drinking. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy your turkey murder day. His podcast is called Three Wise Woodies. Threewisewoodies.com. Mm. So there you go, people. Why not give it a listen? Three, the number three, numeral three, wisewoodies.com. And good luck, Bruno, with your cousin fucking on Thanksgiving. <laughs> go for it. Uh, people, you can email us with your My Two Cents questions at cigaronpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the Sick and Wrong forum. There's a lot of action, a lot of people joining the forum. It's the brand new and improved Sick and Wrong forum. And uh, actually, you know, I posted a couple times there today to the random picture thread. Really? I think I posted uh, also to the, the Cantina General section as well. But I noticed a posting by a guy named Volvinator who posted about Bob Madigan. He writes... I've been trawling through the back catalog. I love the the shows with Bob Madigan. Any chance you guys will have him on again? He's an awesome character. P-Town, what do you think about Madigan? Would you want to hang out with him again? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is disgusting. But you know, like I, I should give like the history of that is that I, I've seen Bob Madigan do some stuff that you nobody would want to see, and like n- no podcast fan could ever know this. But like you know, back when we used to do that other radio show, Rampage, using the metal radio, he show. would he would come in there and like you know proceed to light himself on fire and light his hair on light his pubic hair on fire and yeah, no, it funny was funny as that sounds to talk about it. It's actually quite disgusting in person. So like you know, I, I feel like I've seen a part of Bob that I don't ever want to see again. You know what annoyed me is I remember because I worked at a strip club back then and I would invite in like you know strippers that became like kind of an after party because the show's from two to eight in the morning. And we'd have these hot stripper chicks there. I'd be outside smoking a cigarette, and you'd see, like, you know, the six girls just booking out of the place. And I was just like, what's wrong? She goes, fucking gross. What's going on in there right now? Bob. And I'm like, what? And I walk in there, and the whole place smells like Auschwitz. And uh, there's Bob burning his pubic hair. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? why do you do this? You frighten all the, uh, all the girls out of the room. <laughs> it's like, he goes, and he's just laughing. Just drunk. It's funny. Yeah, I guess it was kind of funny. Right. So, so that said, he makes a great podcast guest. I don't personally want to be on the show that same day. <laughs> but I will listen to that show. <laughs> well, you know, I, I ran into his brother recently, and I guess uh, Bob's fallen on hard times again. I, I had heard that he had died, actually, from somebody. But then uh, I, I talked to his brother the other day at, uh, at the park side, and he said that, no, Bob's fallen on hard times, been drinking again, and would love to come back on the show. 
So maybe, maybe in the near future, one of these days, um, if uh, Wackerly's on vacation, uh, maybe I'll have Bob sub a show. You know, I can go not? on vacation anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I don't want to give you the opportunity because you'll probably never come back. But uh, people, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. And uh, yeah, you know, maybe, um, maybe one day you'll get to hear Bob Madigan again. Also, make sure you're subscribing to the show via iTunes. It uh, really does help us out. Keep us in the top comedy podcast. Give us a five-star rating. And a lot of people leave some uh, funny comments. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely, uh, definitely listen to the show via iTunes. Uh, people, the best gift, hands down, for the holidays, even better in, than a dildo from AdamandEve.com. Don't tell Adam and Eve I said that. Is a t-shirt, a sick and wrong t-shirt from the sick and wrong store. Not only are you getting a cool gift for a loved one, but you're also supporting free podcasting, free pod crafting right here at Sick and Wrong. So go check out the Sick and Wrong store at SickandWrongPodcast.com. And uh, we also have a cafe press store where you can get all sorts of Sick and Wrong items. Finally here, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Ed Lover, who I believe used to host UMTV Rap, so I might be mistaken. But isn't that... Yeah, that sounds right. Dre, Dre and Ed Lover. Yeah. Not Dre Dr. Lover. Dre, but the other Dre. The other Dre, the fat Dre. <laughs> Ed Lover writes in, Hey guys, in honor of JFK's shooting this week, I thought you might consider the attached song from Steinsky and Mass Media for the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Pretty sure it's still considered a band song in the USA. And yeah, he's right. Um, JFK was assassinated on eleven twenty two nineteen sixty three. It's been forty seven years since uh, JFK. His brains were splattered all over. Uh, what, what was he driving in? Chevy? A limo? Limo? What kind of limo though? I don't know. I don't know. Buick. Okay. Well, before his town? brains were splattered all over was. Jackie O. <laughs> uh, it's been forty seven years. Um, God, Texas. Yeah, I know, but... I forget. Nobody I remembers. <laughs> it's been 47 fucking years. I can't remember that. I like the song, though. It's good. I, I like when uh, bands write songs about JFK, kind of like uh, the Misfits' Bullet. It's kind of along the yeah, same lines. Good. So we're going to end the show here with Steinsky and the Mass Media. Thank you, Ed Lover, for sending that in. He also writes, enjoy and have a sick and wrong turkey day. Well, you know, we plan to. People have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And, uh, yeah, give thanks for uh, being able to gorge yourself. On uh, on all that food and uh, alcohol. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week with episode 255. Until then, take it sleazy. I can't wait. Where were you on November 22nd, 1963? And now, here's Johnny. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your... Just a moment, just a moment, we have a bulletin coming in. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. Stand by, please. Stand by, please. In Dallas, Texas. It appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. In the motorcade route. Ich bin ein Billiger. Three shots were fired. Put me on, Bell. Put me on. Three. Put me on, Bell. Put me on. Three. President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. Stand by, please. Stand by, please. The president was hit in the head. 
show was that I was standing there with my friend Aaron and uh, there's like this group of like Hessian Mexicans. You know the Mexicans that just love thrash? These Hessian Mexicans. Meshians? Meshians. Yeah, there's this group of Meshians was in front of us. This one guy had this like big poofy Mexican like fucking, uh, what's Kirk Hammett mullet kind of hair going on and he's just thrashing back and forth. I'm sitting there talking to Aaron and I just get a face full of like sweaty Mexican afro in my face and then he pulls back he totally took the gum out of my mouth. It just it trapped <laughs> in his hair. So you could just see this white little ball of gum just bouncing up and down. 
So his hair was inside your mouth? Yeah, it, it full on sweaty <laughs> hair, big ball in of your Mexican, mouth, in my mouth, past dude. your teeth. It was disgusting. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> just like pull the gum out of my mouth. Yeah. Did you go to the free clinic? Uh, I use a lot of mouthwash, a lot of Listerine. <laughs> I don't know if okay, that works. That's enough for this test. I'm going to play some music just to put it in there. <laughs> 